Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 197 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How's it going, man? It's it's going all right, Steve. Yeah? Old it's 97, going all right. Old, wasn't old 97, wasn't that a road out by where we grew up? I feel like it was. It probably it probably was. I think there's a, there's a road 98 near me. So this has got to be right next to that. Old 197. Ah, I remember old 197. That was, <clears> a, that was a good one. Yeah, that's how yeah. we talk now because we're super old. I, yeah, well, that's how I do most everything now because I'm super old. I am, in fact, the neighborhood weird old man now. No, <laughs> no doubt there are being tales being told about me. I recently freaked out an innocent corgi owner who was not from this neighborhood. She just happened to stumble into my orbit, and much to her detriment. Here's the thing, Steve. I have cats. 
and it's maybe because of the drought and the heat, whatever. This has just been a banner year for lizards, and my cats keep bringing lizards into the house. And I like the lizards. We got blue bellies, and we got alligator lizards mostly. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like it when they do this. I don't want them to harm the lizards. And we got this big rosemary bush on the corner of my driveway, which the lizards seem to like to live in. And so, and so, Steve, I was walking out of my backyard and I see one of my cats and he's all hunkered down by this bush looking super intent, like he's going to get a lizard, which I don't want to happen. So I go, hey, stop it. Nothing. He doesn't move. Doesn't even look at me. I was like, clap my hands. I'm like, hey, go on. Stop it. Knock it off. Get out of here. Nothing. Cat's still just like staring ahead. I go, hey, go away. Do something else. And that's when I see the woman in the street who is now, in my view, looking at me like, why are you yelling at me? And I, <laughs> and I look and I realize like all she's she's just heard this and I've come around the corner. And I'm yelling at her and she has got these two overweight corgis that she's trying <laughs> to load back up into a bike trailer that's parked on the other side of my rosemary bush, which is a surreal scene enough. And so she's trying to round up these overweight corgis, get them into her bike trailer, and she's looking at me like I'm just a fucking asshole because I'm yelling at her. What did you say? Ma'am, I'm not speaking to you. I'm yelling at the clouds. (laughs) I should have. I should have, Steve. (laughs) No, this is what I said, Steve. I looked at her and I realized the error of my ways, and she's probably thinking I was, you know, best case scenario, harmless old coot. I go, sorry, I thought my cat was hunting lizards. (laughs) (laughs) So, because the cat's looking at the corgis. She's not looking at the cat. Cat's hiding behind the bush. And she looks at me like, okay, this guy's definitely nuts. (laughs) And now she's wondering... Is he dangerous? And now I'm trying to save the situation. <laughs> and I go, I'm sorry. There are blue bellies in the rosemary. <laughs> so everything you've said so far sounds utterly nonsensical. Yeah. English oh, words <laughs> understands each word individually. Together, it's utter gibberish. <laughs> And she can't, like, run away because she's got these two fat corgis she's got to round up. It's like, well, you know, now she's doing the math. Like, do I abandon the corgis to this lunatic? I could get away from him. I've got a bike. Oh, God. You should have then then just go all the way and just, like, salute her and march back into the house. Hallelujah. Take out my car keys and swallow them. Oh my god, that's so funny! Yeah, yeah. So that's me. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in this town, she's telling the story of this crazy old bastard that just ambled out of his backyard and started yelling nonsense at her. Oh jeez, that's funny. So, dude, Steve. Once again, we're here at the Bone Bass Show. Our musical guest. I'm pretty jazzed about this band. Uh, I discovered them a couple of years ago uh, after we got the Tiki Bar. Uh, which, as you know, is dubbed Dagon's Deep Room. It is a horror-themed tiki bar here in our home. And uh, so immediately I wanted, like, spooky exotica. 
and the first thing I came across was this band from San Diego called Creep Exotica, which does exactly that. It's like creepy, sort of great music for setting the vibe at the home tiki bar. If you ever find yourself at Dagon's Deep Room, you will undoubtedly hear a few cuts from Creep Exotica. And it turns out that that is just a side gig. They also do kind of a garage punk keyboard type band called the Creepy Creeps. And being a fan, you know, for a long time of a band like the Fuzz Tones, this band was right up my alley. So uh, I was super excited to uh, get in touch with them, and uh, they were kind enough to allow us to feature some of their music on the show. So we uh, we opened the show with a tune called Shindig on the 13th Floor from their self-titled first album from 2006 by the Creepy Creeps. And uh, we're going to have a lot more where that came from as the show continues. One other thing yeah, I wanted to mention, Gord. Yes, is, Steve. You know, we do a film festival around here. So I've noticed. Every once in a while. And uh, just wanted to give folks an update. Uh, submissions have been open now for a couple of months for filmmakers to submit uh, their offering to the film festival for possible inclusion. Uh, at our next fest, which will take place May 7th, 22, at SIF Cinema Uptown, uh, our previous digs uh again if society and diseases and all that stuff are willing so but right now that's what is penciled in for the next installment uh we've hired an artist that we will announce before too long but we're super happy about that and uh we're gonna have the kickstarter kicking off probably in november so keep an eye for that fairly soon what else do we normally do about this time? Oh, what pisses us off? Ah, you know what pisses me off, what Steve? What pisses you off, Gord? I've, I've reached that stage in life where my kids are now gone off to college. And the pandemic. And, yeah, well, thank you. And I'm it's, sorry. Condolences. Yes, it's it's a bittersweet thing. We went from having two kids here, kids, young adults here, to just being me, my wife, and the cats, and any lizards they bring in. <laughs> and I didn't realize it at the time how much energy my wife spent, uh, I don't know, observing, managing, loving, whatever you want to call it, the kids. But now it's just me. Just me. So all the focus falls upon me, and I'm, I'm getting the most odd critiques of my life. For instance... <laughs> I didn't know. She'll say things like, have you ever noticed the way you walk through a door? <laughs> it's hard to not take that critically. Right. And unless you're Kramer, no. <laughs> most I would say most people have not noticed the way they walk through a door. Apparently, when I walk through a door, I step directly on the threshold. And the question is, do I do that to keep from tripping or stumbling? I don't Who? What? Also... I walk upstairs funny. I don't put my foot fully on the step. I have some heels sticking off each step. What the fuck, Steve? <laughs> I need you, something to distract this person. You say, do you always go up the steps like that? <laughs> Was it that kind of a thing? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm just going upstairs. I don't, I don't even know what I was going upstairs for because I'm old and I forget things from room to room. But now I'm self-conscious about the way I walk upstairs to do the thing that I forgot. I, I, I hate to say this about your wife, but you may have come to the point in your relationship where you need to, like, 
throw sand in her face before you run out of the room like a ninja. <laughs> Smoke bomb. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> Where did he go? Wherever he is, I'm sure he's fucking up. I'm sure he's walking weird. <laughs> Good Lord. Do you always hold your shoulder like that? I don't know. Do I? You're the one that has Stop a look. Stop looking at me. I'm unclean. <laughs> Avert your damned eyes. That's funny. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. So what about you, Steve? What's uh, what's pissing you off these days? Okay, so I, I have a little story to tell. So a couple of weeks ago, no, it's more like a month ago now. Uh, yeah? Gordon and I talk on the phone during our lunch time on occasion. Uh, we go for a walk and we'll chat about life's going-ons. And uh, about a month ago, Gordon says to me, Steve, have you tried Bulgarian feta? That's true, I did. And I'm like, what? Because, now I've known Gordon since September of 1982. (laughs) I looked it up. And (laughs) never one time in that entire period has Gordon mentioned feta cheese to me. Never one time. So I took it seriously. Like, wow. That's what you should. He must, like, really like this cheese. So, okay. Yeah. So, Bulgarian feta, you say? Yeah, Bulgarian feta. It's everywhere. Go get some. Okay. So <laughs> I don't I start, think I said it's everywhere. I, I said around. go get some. It's better so than regular go to, feta. Go to store, and, like, there's regular feta, but there's no Bulgarian feta. Huh, that's weird. I go to another store. I go to a third store. And I'm Dude, checking, these were like, hardware stores. I'm going to, to different places with cheese in them. And I'm looking at their feta section, and it's all just Greek feta with Greek-like designs on the boxes. And just I'm Greek. not seeing Bulgarian feta. And so I, I text Gord. I'm like, are you just fucking with me? Because I'm not finding Bulgarian feta. And immediately I get this this fucking tone that Gordon occasionally gets when he's taking, <laughs> when he's giving you the, the high hat. It's like you can almost hear him holding his uvula up like a pinky. And saying, oh, well, clearly you don't go to the right cheesemongers. It's just like dissing whatever fucking stores I was in. I don't know. I'm just trying to buy this cheese that I don't really want. But he suggested to me that it's really good. It is. So, you know, he gives me that bullshit. And, okay, fine. I'll keep looking at it. And so, I, Dude, you a couple more weeks go by. We don't find the feta cheese. Just shut up. This is my what pisses me off. Okay. You can, you'll have your minute. So, Julie and I are driving back from Seattle last weekend, and I, I start to tell, so, you know, this Bulgarian feta thing is really bedeviling me. Why can't I find this fucking cheese? It's got to be around. She She's sitting there in the car next to me, and she's smarter than I am, so she actually Googles it. And that's where we find out that Bulgarian feta is not a fucking thing. Bulgarian feta, feta, is called Cyrene. So, Bulgarian Cyrene is a cheese that's a thing. If it's feta, by definition, it's fucking Greek. That's why it's called feta cheese. So Bulgarian so cyrene is actually a thing. Bulgarian because... feta, sort of a thing. So finally, we finally find it. <laughs> and it's this. He sent me a picture of it so I knew exactly what to get. Atalanta feta. There's nowhere in the front of the package does it say Bulgarian anything. There's tiny fucking print on the back of the box, the tub, that says, made in Bulgaria. Or <laughs> product of Bulgaria. So it doesn't say, it's not advertised anywhere as fucking Bulgarian feta. Anyway, fine. We finally got it. We buy it. We bring it home. I'm trying to open it. 
the, it's got this super tight, weird lid where you have to pop a plastic thing off to get it to open. Boosh! Feta whiz all <laughs> over my shirt. <laughs> Finally, all right, great. Pour the all liquid out in the sink. Take it, put it on the cutting board, slice off a piece, put it in my mouth. It's regular fucking feta. No big deal. <laughs> no, like, it was not worth the month of fucking <laughs> aggravation and annoyance that I put into acquiring this fucking cheese. It is just beyond me. And before Gordon says, oh, well, clearly you're not educated, that I'm fucking unlearned or ignorant in the way of cheese, <laughs> I just checked my fridge. I have Tillamook cheddar, Beecher's flagship, two kinds of mozzarella, apricot stilton, chevre, brie, parmesan, and the only reason I'm out of Cotijo is because we had them in tacos tonight. I'm, you probably Explain have parmesan that comes in a motherfucker can. with the Bulgarian fatty. <laughs> All right, first of all, excuse the shit out of me for sharing something with you that I enjoy, okay? Won't happen again. Thank you. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Second of all, if you'll recall our conversation, I even said to you, if you're really, really nose up in the air about this kind of thing, and you don't have anything better to do with your time than argue on the internet, you might take the position that Bulgarian feta isn't really feta. So thank you for proving me right, you piece of shit. You fucking internet troll you. Yeah, it's not really, really, really literally feta from Greece. Because that's not There's, real. It's fucking sirene. Why didn't you say, this? hey, Steve, you know what? You might find it under sirene. Okay, because boom. Can I you imagine trying to tell you that? Holy crap. Instead, no, I, there's this whole Were, were you going to let me talk? Still talking. Fair, fair, fair. There we go. go. I can own that. Go. <laughs> I don't know. The stores I go to, and you go to the feta section, you can get what's on the package. It says Israeli feta, Greek feta, Bulgarian feta. These are all different styles of cheese. And true, just as champagne only comes from one certain region of France, or that fancy snooty mustard only comes from one part of mustard land. Dude, just Bulgarian feta is a kind of feta that's got a little bit more flavor to it than the other ones. Excuse me for living. You just could have made my life so much easier if you just said, oh, it's called Sirene. Oh, okay. You know what? In my store, if I went Sirene, there's nothing under C. If I go to Israel, if I go to feta, I've got a wide selection of, of feta cheeses. That's where you were mistaken. Sirene is spelled S-I-R-E-N-E. <laughs> you'd, you'd still be looking. Yeah, I, no, those are the things that make noises on police cars. But what I know is it's not fucking Bulgarian feta. That's siren. <laughs> That's what I learned. And that okay. you're kind of a dick. That's also <laughs> what I learned. <laughs> kind of. I don't know why I didn't know that before. I don't know either. I should have known that, but I didn't know that. Anyway. Yeah, now you know. And also, you, you know think what? Crater Joe's is fancy. So, adult. Piss <laughs> off. See, I knew you were going to do that. You're uvula. You're holding it up. Oh, well, at my cheesemonger, he holds it for me every week. <laughs> oh, I went to the, the Joe's store. Apparently they do trade overseas. What's <laughs> a fucking PCC, you knob? <laughs> Look, I found bacon bits that aren't in a can. They're in an envelope. <laughs> Swear God, to God. I hate you so much. You can take the boy out of Siskiyou County. I but. really hate you. I just proved you. I own like 12 kinds of cheese, dude. 
This is not me. This is you. And poor It's because you got the sample platter. Your wife picked it up poor at work. communication. A concerned client gave it to her. All right. Let's listen to a tune. Okay. All right. From the Creepy Creeps once again, taken from their 2007 album, The Last to Leave, this is Surf Spectre. All right, now. How does a train go? <laughs> now an ocean liner? Now then, how does your tricycle sound? I see. But how would you like your tricycle to sound?
All right. Uh, once again, that was Surf Spectre from the Creepy Creeps, taken from The Last to Leave, their 2007 release. And then following that, because I couldn't get enough, the final tune from their self-titled 2006 album, which was called Tiki Mugshot. <laughs> I love that name. It's great. All right. So I've got some fun facts about the Creepy Creeps Gord. Uh, lay it on us. So what I want you to know is that all of these might be wildly inaccurate. I, I've cribbed all this information from various interviews that they've given over the years, and they tend to be unreliable narrators. <laughs> they are a mysterious <laughs> bunch of guys, and uh, I'm not sure that any of this is true, but I'm going to give it a shot. They're right. uh, from San Diego. They formed in 1999 by members of The Locust, Struggle, and Tarantula Hawk. Their first gig was on October 13th, 2000. So that's uh, 22 years that they've been in service, for those of you playing at home. Band is cloaked in mystery. They have never, and misery. In, and in misery. They've never performed without masks. They sometimes wear, wear skulls with fezes, ape masks, spacesuits, mariachi suits, lizard costumes, witch masks, you name it. Also, I read another interview with them where they say that they've never performed with masks, that those are their real faces. So you be the judge <laughs> on whether or not any of this is true. <clears throat> the band is uh, Creepture on guitar and vocals, Dia de los Creep on bass, Creepula on drums, Creepanzi on sax, Dr. Creepenstein on keys and vocals, Sir Gravy, their luchador MC hype man, and they perform with two go-go dancers to facilitate crowd boogieing, Zombina and She Creep. They've released four albums to date. They're self-titled The Creepy Creeps in 2006, The Last to Leave 2007, Think About It, like Rat Fink in 2009, uh, Tin Bangin' Hits in 2018. They're known as an amazing live act. Uh, videos I've watched on YouTube bear this out. These guys are just insane all over the stage. When you think about like fishbone kind of energy, that's what these guys bring to the table, which is pretty damn cool. Occasionally, they're uh, known to taunt the crowd and play pranks. I uh, was re listening to a recent instance recounted on the local treble clef podcast and they talked about how they played a tune and then they saw some people coming in and they said hey i noticed some people coming in now and they didn't hear the whole song so we're gonna play it again and they played the whole thing again <laughs> all was, right then as i mentioned they've got a side project called creep exotica which can often be seen at tiki oasis which is an annual tiki convention in san diego got three releases under that moniker the creep exotica ep from 2012 haunted bossa nova from 2013 and swinging sounds from beyond the nether regions from 2017 all their releases to date are vinyl only you can't buy a cd if you bump into them at a show so you're gonna have to buy a record player to listen to them damn guitarist a is phonograph also, yeah the guitarist is also a tattoo artist Word has it, Danny DeVito is a fan and has been seen in a Creepy Creeps t-shirt. And uh, one thing that I, uh, a show I envy missing, uh, one of my other favorite San Diego bands is uh, Rocket from the Crypt. Been a big fan of their stuff ever since I stumbled across Scream Dracula Scream way back in the day. And uh, the 2016 Halloween show in San Diego, the Creepy Creeps opened for RFTC. Man, that is a show that uh, I would have loved to attend so that's the Creepy Creeps. We're going to have a few uh, more tunes from them and Creep Exotica as the show continues. Uh, there's also links 
on the Bonebat page so you can buy some music for yourselves and uh, enjoy some of their swinging sounds. Right on. What can I say? They, they got kind of a fuzz tone thing going on, which is which is always nice to hear. And uh, I don't know. I, I can't say that I'm fans of the monkey uh, masks. Those things kind of scared the hell out of me. That's right. You've got a monkey thing. Huh? I've got a monkey thing. And that was the first. Steve's like, hey, check this band out. And I checked them out. And that's the literally like, the first ah, thing monkeys. I saw. <laughs> monkeys. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Dick. Back to therapy. I was so pissed off about the Bulgarian fetish. <laughs> All right. We got any weird stuff this week, sir? Yeah, it's the apocalypse. And I'm not just talking about the 2020 apocalypse. No, I'm talking about the actual biblical apocalypse this time. I couldn't figure out which story to do. So I'm just going to touch on both uh, from Siberia. You know, that part of the world. Ravens. Ravens have been falling from the sky dead. Like hundreds Hundreds of dead ravens have been just littering the ground in Siberia. Nobody knows why. Wow. All up in your grill like nevermore. Right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Who sorry, knew no. an MC Lars reference would just stop you cold? <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was just my <laughs> headphones crapped out for a second. Right when you did the MC Lars reference. I don't know what to make of that because I like MC Lars. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, they're, they're thinking probably poisoning, but who knows? Yeah, you know, they've also been having problems with the uh, landfills or suddenly, like, rats and mice are dead by the zillions. They got into some poison or, or huge flocks of other birds dying. But ravens falling from the sky has got to be a sign of the apocalypse. And then if you go the same kind of north that you would to get to Siberia but instead you're in Europe where are you you're in England that's right it's just a lot nicer there because the ocean and the currents and all that stuff that's going to go away with climate change anyway in England they're having more and more problems with toilet rats or as they call them their loo rats because people are not going to work in office buildings nearly as much they're working from home there are all these office building toilets that are going unused and that U-shaped piece of plumbing there is drying out, providing a nice little dry spot for the rat to hang out as he's crawled up out of the sewer. And they're getting an increasing number of complaints with people who have gone back to work. They want to use the indoor plumbing like you do. Then having a rat in the toilet bowl trying to bite your junk. Wow, there's something to be said for a sealed septic system like we have here in the U.S. Yeah, there's something to be said for not having rats swim up and bite you on the tank so, when you're trying so, to use so the facilities. What, how, how does it work in, in in the U.K., though? I mean, does the is there, like, just an open pipe that drops shit into the basement? Or, like, how does it work <laughs> that rats, rats are able else. to get in the sewer system? I kind of don't understand. I really don't either. I I haven't done the uh, sewer system tour of London when I was there. I, I missed out on that. But they, they do talk about the, the need to install what they call rat flaps, which are these spiked one-way gates uh, fitted to the waste pipe so things can flow in one direction, but rats can't swim back up against it. Yeah, England is also the place where they have the issue with the fatbergs, right? Like these giant icebergs of fat that are clogging up the sewer system. What, what the hell? Flint? Wow. Yeah. That's just crazy. 
from the place that brought you the big stink, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the UK. That's mm. it. That's my weird shit. It's the apocalypse and mm, don't go to the bathroom in England. All right. Well, uh, why don't we check out uh, some Creep Exotica? Let's do it. This one is uh, one of my faves from 2013's Haunted Bossa Nova. This is headhunting. Which is what the rats are doing when they're... Yeah, never mind. I guess it would be because the toilet is the head, right? Mm-hmm. I see what you did there. I see what I did there?
uh, had some Creep Exotica there once again, head hunting from 2013's Haunted Bossa Nova, followed up by a request from Gord and the swinging sounds from Beyond the Nether Regions 2017. That was Surf Fink. <laughs> you would have to mention the Nether Regions, wouldn't you? <laughs> hey, they named the album, not me. Yeah, all right. So, multimedia triage. Uh, what have you been checking out lately, Gord? It's been a while. God damn God, it. We need to start doing this show monthly because every time just all the stuff that we've watched and listened to piles up and we have this huge thing, it's a backlog. Well, I'm not going to give you the entire backlog, the entire fatberg of all my media consumption. I'd need rat flaps if that was You'd need happen. rat flaps if you're going to deal with that. But I will tell you, I got a double dose of director Joe Carnahan and actor Frank Grillo. This is the uh, Smoking Aces guy, right? That is the director, Joe Carnan. Yes, the guy who did NARC, Sacramento, Claim to Fame. The only good thing possibly to ever come out of Sacramento. And he did a movie called Boss Level, which was this really, really fun action movie that was sort of a cross between uh, Groundhog Day and any action movie. Groundhog Day, directed by Joe Carnahan. This guy wakes up. And he's being attacked by someone with a machete, someone who wants to murder him. And so he's got it. And, and then he lives the same day over and over and over again. He goes until he dies and then bloop, wakes up and it's morning and it's the same day. And there's a guy with a machete trying to kill him. So he's got to figure out why this is happening and try to put a stop to it. And it's ridiculous fun. It's it's nonstop action you shoot him up. Doesn't take itself too seriously. Has a wonderful uh, video game vibe to it, and you should you should definitely see this. And then I went to the theater and saw Cop Shop, which is being promoted. It I saw it opening week. I was one of two people in the theater. Uh-oh. The other one was my lovely wife. I better go soon. Yeah, you should. While we still have theaters that are in business. Holy crap, this is a great movie. This was like so an is old... This, is this the one I saw the trailer of where a guy gets himself locked into prison because a hitman is after him and then the hitman gets locked into prison too? That is the one, okay. yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of like um, uh, like a, an old movie by uh, Tarantino before he got boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can't walk anywhere if you're locked in jail. No, you can't. You can kind of walk around briefly back and forth, but yeah, can't. you can't. Yeah. No. Yeah, it is a really fun action movie with some some really great performances, and I uh, had a blast. You should you should see it. You should see it on the big screen if you can. Okay. And then I saw a film called We Need to Do Something, which was a much smaller film. Much like uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, the majority of the film takes place in one very small space. It ta- most of the movie takes place in a bathroom, which is a pretty large bathroom if you start to think about it. But this family of four walks into the bathroom of their house because there's a, a big storm, a tornado possibly coming, and it's the most secure room that they have. It's it's concrete. It's a rock wall on one side and they're going to ride the storm out there and things begin to unspool and it gets more and more creepy, more and more of a horror movie. And you, you start to see the relationships of the characters. What's, what's going on between the husband and the wife. 
and what's going on in the teenage daughter's life. And their their poor, you know, little son is, is just sort of the, the, the wide-eyed innocent watching all of this stuff happen around him. And so much of the really scary things are taking place just outside of the bathroom, but the camera is inside the bathroom, so you can't see it. It is, it is a great little tight film. We need to do something. You should see it if you can. I think it's available on various streaming services and uh, some some stand-up performances. Freaking hot. That's the kind of movie I wish uh, we had to show at our film festival. I would I would show that in a hot minute. Okay. What about you, Steve? What kind of movies are you watching these days? Uh, I did get out to the theater. I saw Shang-Chi. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, Marvel movie. That's yeah. fun. All right. Yeah, I sort of I, I found myself... I, I guess I won't give away too much in the way of spoilers here because it's sort of in the trailer. But, th- like, the first half of it is kind of a kung fu movie, and then the second half of it is more of a gods and monsters type of a deal. And I found myself wishing that it had just stayed a kung fu movie. That I'd like to have, you know, more of that and less of the huge CGI battle at the end. But the main characters are totally likable. Uh, Sammy Lou and Aquafina are awesome. Yeah, Aquafina's great. Yeah, in that. they're super fun. Best part of it. And uh, but yeah, I just I, I don't know. At the end, the big boss monster fight, I, I just wasn't feeling. I was like, oh, I was a little wistful that it couldn't go back to just kicking the shit out of each other in a high rise. That would have been more fun. There's some beautiful kung fu though. There's some really yeah, beautiful yeah, martial arts in the movie. In it, but if you're fighting a CGI monster, it's are you yeah, really I like Black Widow better. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, Squid Games, the series on Netflix. Are you watching that? Not yet, no. So, Korean uh, show, nine episodes, uh, kind of like a cross between Battle Royale and Parasite. Because it's very much class-oriented. Uh, what it is, a bunch of people who are massively in debt in Korea end up going to this series of games to the death and the winner take all gets millions and millions of dollars and uh really well done uh really interesting there are some pretty good twists in it and it's got a very sort of a bleak look at the future like so many of these things do so it's yeah i'm gonna check uh, that out yeah it's uh definitely worth checking out netflix nine episodes and uh it moves fast and uh, it's got some some pretty dark moments, but uh, really good. Uh, the other thing I'm watching lately is Chapel Weight. Have you seen that? Not, not at all. So it's uh, on a network called Epics, E-P-I-X, that I wasn't really familiar with. I've seen, like, the app on my, on my Blu-ray player, but I never really added it. But uh, Chapel Weight is a uh, miniseries based on the Stephen King short story, Jerusalem's Lot, featuring Adrian Brody, and uh, it's really good. It doesn't have much of a budget, but uh, first five episodes are really well done, totally gripping, and Brody's doing a great job of, like, teetering on insanity as he tries to figure out if vampires are real or not. Uh, Really good stuff. Cool. And you and I are both watching, or finished watching, uh, Reservation Dogs. Yeah, it's a great show. What a wonderful series that was. Wow. And talk about something that I just, I'd never seen before. It was a, a great story 
that uh, felt new, and I liked that a lot. Yeah, it was a it was a different world that I was very uh, very happy to step into and and watch, and it it felt uh, it felt authentic to me. I guess it's authentic, and if, I I love the fact that it it kind of reminded me of um, that series Wayne, where it's going to be it's going to make you laugh and it's going to make you cry. And it's not going to tell you what it's going to do depending yeah. on the episode. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah, no, I thought it was excellent. Uh, produced by Taika Waititi, uh, who's also involved with what we do in the shadows, which is also a lot of fun and uh, happening right now. So, uh, of course, check that out as well. But yeah, reservation dogs, really good. Yeah. And hey, I saw some live music. I went out to uh, Swabies on the River, which is just outside of Sacramento, just outside of Woodland, on, as you might guess, the river, <laughs> uh, and watched Warp 11 Yay! do their thing. Yeah, it was really great. Thanks did you get this? The, uh, did you get the CD, man? That okay. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they put on a hell of a show. They brought their, their dirty, nasty Star Trek rock and roll to the stage again. Uh, they rocked it, and... The folks at uh, Swabies could not have been cooler. What a great venue. Uh, they, they really took care of us. And, yeah, awesome, awesome show. I'm really glad that I'm starting to get out and see live stuff happening again. They were, uh, There's hope. Yeah, it was awesome that you got them to sign my, my CD. Uh, Captain Carl wrote, Steve, suck my Spock. <laughs> and Kiki wrote, <laughs> Steve, touch me down on the lower decks. <laughs> so there's And that. I think you know what you mean. Yeah. Thank you, Warp 11. You guys are the best. They really are. So Since last show, I played Resident Evil Village, and it is super great. Totally fun game. Um, you can play it, I think, on PS4 or Xbox now. I think it's on both platforms. And... Uh, it's insane, very similar to Resident Evil 4, where main character goes to a village and there's all kinds of monsters. So you're fighting werewolves, you're fighting vampires, not just the normal fast-moving zombies like most Resident Evil games. Uh, it really opened it up and had a lot of crazy shit. There are scenes where you find yourself just, what the fuck is going on? Ah, and running in a direction and trying to survive. And it's nutty fun. So uh, right now, it's been out a couple of months, so you can find it kind of cheap. And uh, I can't recommend it highly enough. That was super fun. Oh, well, if we're going to talk about video games, then I've been playing Jupiter Hell, which is the, the idea is a sort of doom. You, you return to work and on one of Jupiter's moons, and basically hell has come to the space station, and you've got to shoot your way out. But it's a top-down, roguelike, you know, arcade type thing, but it's turn-based. So every time you move, things happen. So if you move, 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 things are going that fast. And if you move, look around, move again, look around, things go that fast. But permadeath is really a thing. And you can play, you know, a good three hours, and then it's all done. It's it's over. You lost, and you have to start over again. Very cool game. It's not much. It's on Steam. Check it out. Buy it. Play it. Love it. Jupiter Hell. All right. Tunes. What do you want to listen to? How about Murder on Molokai? You like by that Krieg one? By Oh yeah, it was very, 
murderous and Molokai is. <laughs> Let's rock.
right, uh, once again, uh, that was Murder on Molokai from the original Creep Exotica EP, 2012. And I followed that up with uh, one of my favorite rockin' tunes from 2007's Think About It. This was Sea Creep, which seems wholly appropriate here in Seattle. Very nautical. And creepy season is now underway, so... I would like to thank the Creepy Creeps for allowing us to share their music with you on the show. Again, uh, if you like their music, uh, bop on over to the Bonebat page, click on a link, and uh, buy some tunes for yourself. It helps the band out, which I'm certain they would appreciate. Also, you can find a bunch of their vinyl on Amazon, I believe, and uh, that's a good route if you happen to already own a record player or planning on buying one because you need to listen to Creepy Creeps. There are worse reasons. Now, is this a called a record player again? What is it? It's not a phonograph? Phonograph? Phono? That seems older, isn't it? You're thinking of the Victrola. (laughs) (laughs) Our usual bullshit. You can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. Bonehand.com is also the home of the Heavy Half Hour every once in a while. And you can find my stuff, my cartoons, meh, meh, basically weekly at MightyWombat.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm Bonehand over there. There's also a Bonebat Twitter feed and Facebook group. Thank you for listening once again. If you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Gord, I was invited a couple of weeks ago to join uh, Ray Wyland and Jason Craig on the We Shall Tiki with Ray show, uh, featuring uh, their friend and uh, my friend now, uh, Sean Heath, to discuss Diamond 151 Rum in their latest Welcome to Rum episode. Uh, We did a tasting, and uh, I, for one, got a little toasty, and... uh, much fun was had, and you can learn uh, quite a bit about Demerara-style 151 rum in that episode. So uh, you should check it out on YouTube. Uh, I will post a link on the Bone Bat page to that as well. One last thing. On Sunday, October 10th, 2021, at 8 p.m., uh, I will be live-tweeting with Kim from City of Geek a movie that uh, we both picked up at Crypticon this year from Vinegar Syndrome called Zombie Island Massacre. It looks uh, either amazing or terrible. I think you can view it through Amazon, or uh, you can also pick up a copy for yourself from Vinegar Syndrome. And then join us on October 10th, 8 p.m. using the hashtag ZimWithKim, Z-I-M with K-I-M. And uh, a good time will be had by all, I promise. Hope to see you there. Righto. Final tune tonight. Uh, Why don't we do uh, one from their latest album, 2018's 10 Bangin' Hits, Knife on a Stick from the Creepy Creeps. I hope you dig it. Once again, this is Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. I do have a good one.
just can't short you guys. Since it's now October, how about one more from the Creepy Creeps? A garage rock classic, if you will. I hope you dig it. Bonus unlocked. Better to make no impression than a bad impression. <laughs>